Welcome to Tell Me More Live, the recorded version of our live storytelling night at the Push Comedy Theater in Norfolk, Virginia. In this recording, Pam Francis shares a story about getting raked over the coals, kind of. Now, when I saw this topic of intuition come up, it really struck a chord with me because it's something that uh, I've built a relationship with over the years. And, and I looked it up. Uh, Brandon was saying, I looked up what does intuition really mean in the dictionary. So it says something like um, instinctive, unconscious, knowing, without deduction or reasoning. Well, that sounded like most of my thinking, actually. So that was a little scary at first. So um, I thought, well, what, is, what does it mean to me? actually. Um, It's fascinating. It's magical. It's mysterious. It's like really unknown. It's intangible. It's nothing I can touch or, or feel or see. And so for me, the relationship was difficult to begin because of these reasons. I seem to only want to believe what I can see and feel. So One of my greatest experiences uh, in the beginning of my relationship with uh, intuition is I was married to my first husband, and it was his birthday, and we were out celebrating at Smackwater Jack's, which was his bar in Virginia Beach, and we were having this great time, right? It was dancing and music and shooting pool and... We were just having a lot of fun. Well, I have a background in uh, being a bartender and working in a lot of restaurants. So I had spent, you know, a lot of years shooting pool when it was a downtime. So I had some skill with shooting pool. And I was playing and I was breaking the law because we were playing for drinks, you know. And I beat this guy. And so I'm like, great, another free drink. You know, who don't want a free drink? Well, he didn't want to give me my free drink. And he was just upset that a lady beat him, which I can't really say. I was acting like a lady. And so this, just this, what? You're not going to give me my free drink? You've got to be kidding me. So I decide, and he just turns around and walks away from me. He's just walking away. So I'm like, oh, hell no. So I remember, I pick up the pool cue, and I got it like this. Okay? And I'm ready to whack him right over the head with it. And then this voice, it said, go home. That's what it said. Go home. Well, I, I was like, I never heard this. I didn't know if I was going crazy. I was imagining things. The ceiling was opening up. It was the rapture. I didn't know. But I ran over to my husband. I said, we got to go home. He's like, what? I said, we got to go home. So we go home. Well, the next day, we go to this. We were going to marriage counseling. Big surprise. We go to the marriage counselor. And in the very beginning of our conversation, she says, well, 
Have you guys ever thought about going to AA? Well, no, we hadn't. I thought about him going, but I didn't think about me going. So I thought, okay, this is, this is it. I got you. I got to take him to AA. Okay. Loud and clear. Message received, right? So that's my mission now. I'm going to drag my husband off to AA. And we go. And I love it. <laughs> I think this is the greatest thing, something new to learn, new people to meet. And he don't like it. So he says, forget it. He leaves. Divorce number one. So I decide I'm just jumping right in, this AA stuff. Okay? And back then, Oh, Lord, they had every 12-step group you could think of. I decided to go. AA, NA, uh, CA, SA, and then there was uh, Codependence Anonymous. Okay? I love this. This was the greatest thing. It wasn't even a, a, a substance. It was just you. Okay? It was just you looking at you and why you were so fucked up and why you had to have everybody like you. Okay? So they did the funnest things. And in, uh, in AA, all they'd want to do is sit around, smoke cigarettes, and drink a bunch of coffee, you know? I don't even like coffee. But in, in, in Codependence Anonymous, man, we did fun shit, okay? We would go camping. And we would go whitewater rafting, and we would go skydiving. I mean, I was having a blast. So I get involved in all these other little nuances, right? When you get into recovery, wow. The whole world opens up to what's going on out there with people that don't use substances. This is amazing. You ought to just check it out, you know. There's meetings you can go to and don't really have to be an alcoholic. Okay, so anyways, all right, right? So now I'm going, oh, I need therapy because everybody in Codependence Anonymous is in therapy. So then I start going to see the therapist. And then I start going to role play therapy. Now, this was a lot of fun, okay? <laughs> Where you could be somebody else and then they could be your mother and you could be their father. And oh, God, it was so much fun. I loved going to role play therapy. Okay, and then, then, then there was like past life regressions. Oh, that was really exciting. Okay, and then we did like uh, inner child workshops. Okay, and then, oh my God, and then it was just uh, uh, downhill to sweat lodges and medicine wheels and, and fire walking. Fire walking. Okay, now I thought... Yeah, let's do it. Let's go. I didn't plan to walk on the fire. I just planned to go with my friend who was like, yeah, I'm walking on that fire. Like, okay, you walk it, bitch. You go. I'm just coming for the ride, okay? So way out in Pongo, Tom Johnson, the original owner of the Heritage years ago, he has this big fire walking workshop, Okay. First thing you got to do is you got to get there and you got to build the big fire. Then you got to go inside while it's burning and making the coals, and you got to write down all the shit you're afraid of and blah, 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 all your hang-ups. And then you're going to go back out to the fire, and then you're going to throw them in the fire, and then you're going to walk on the fire, and this is it. Now you're free. No more fear, right? 
So by the time we get back out to the fire, that was huge. We had to get rakes and start raking it out. Okay? Now, I don't know if you've ever raked hot coals, but that's in my eyelashes. Singed them. I'm like, these people are crazy. I'm definitely not walking on any coals if I can't even rake them. I am not walking on them, right? So this is huge. I mean, it's like 15 feet, okay? And it was like 10 feet wide, right? And so then we're in a big circle around the big, the big firewalk path, okay? So now we're all just in a circle. And we're like, oh, what do we do now? You know, who's going first, you know? Well, apparently there were pros there because somebody got out and started walking on fire, right? And then it was like, okay, well, who's next? Because nobody wanted to go. And little by little, people would trickle out there and put their toe on the fire, which you do not do that, okay? If you're going to walk on fire, just go. No sticking around, all right? At the end, there's a bucket of water you put your foot in because obviously coals are going to stick to the bottom of your feet. Okay, so anyways, we're in the big circle, and I'm there, and I'm like, oh, my God. I'm starting to sweat. I'm starting to just like, what am I doing here? Oh, God. And then this voice. It's your turn. What? It's your turn. It cannot, cannot be my turn because I didn't come here to walk on no coals. It's your turn, bitch. Go. So I don't know. I get there. I'm looking around everybody. And then I just say some prayer. I'm not a Bible person or whatever. But I say this prayer, the valley of the shadow of death. And I go. <laughs> I get to the end, and I'm like, damn, I did it. I did it. And I didn't even have no coals stick to the bottom of my feet. I'm like, damn. But I wasn't going to do it again. (laughs) And I have never done it since, okay? So what happened for me in this moment was, A, I listened. Hey, that was my first thing. I was like, well, damn. I'm going to follow whatever this is. What is this voice? It's not of me. What, what is this? And sometimes my intuition is a voice or a word or an image or a gut feeling. And it's so utterly personal and unique for everybody and how they experience their own relationship with intuition. Well, having been a child of sexual abuse, I didn't trust very anybody, <laughs> nobody. So in order for intuition to work, you kind of got to trust it, okay? So it's like divine information, Well, you don't know where it's coming from. You have no idea who it's coming or where or what. You don't know. But you choose to believe. You choose, I chose to say, okay, I'm listening. I'm listening. When I did all that Native American stuff, 
they said that, you know, the history of our world and everything is, uh, resides in the stones. They call them grandfathers. The grandfathers, these big stones. And that, you know, our whole ascaric records or whatever they call that stuff, you know, it's like it's all in our DNA and stuff. But I believe, like a lot of people, that there's this collective consciousness. It's this higher consciousness. Um, like I said, I'm not religious, but I am spiritual, and I do believe in a higher power. And I believe that this divine information through the avenue of intuition is from my higher power. And so I began to pay closer attention to what messages or visions or feelings or thoughts were coming to me as I began this self-discovery of recovery. And there was a lot, a lot of stuff that I did. And sometimes I listened and sometimes I didn't. And I went to this AA Valentine's Day dance and I saw this guy across the room and he was cute, okay? And so I was like, whoa. And then he comes start walking over to me. <clears throat> Within 10 feet, the voice said, He's trouble. <laughs> big, big trouble, right? Well, I'm like, what? He's so cute, you know? <laughs> he can't be that much trouble, you know? He's at AA. He's not drinking. What more do you want, you know? So anyways, <clears throat> by not listening to my intuition, that Valentine's, uh, cost me 10 years and divorce number two. Okay. So now I'm like, whoa, girl, you got to get it together. Okay. Now you've been divorced again. Now you got to figure out what the hell you're supposed to be doing with yourself. Okay. So again, intuition, something I can meditate about. Something that I could just do like automatic writing. You just start writing things. And I believe that's a form of intuition where just the higher consciousness just comes through and you just, you just write things, you know? So, let me peek at my notes. So, um, I spent uh, five years clean and sober doing in a row... <laughs> And that included no smoking pot, which I know nobody that believes me today believes that happened, but it did. Okay, it did. All right? And during that period of abstinence, I started to have this acceleration. It's like once you say yes and open the door to paying attention to divine information coming to you, and not really knowing from where, then it kind of like cosmic timing just speeds up. And sometimes things can start happening real fast in my life. And then boom, boom, boom. And doors will open, and events will happen, and things will change. And so that, that began happening for me in different areas of my life. And 
As the years went by, I began to not only trust my intuition, but rely on it. Because as I built this relationship within myself, with myself, then I could believe that what I didn't know where it was coming from, I could trust because I'd seen it so many times give me accurate information, valuable information. Something was like, oh, yeah. Oh, and we all have done it. We all do it. Every day we do it. And a lot of times we call it coincidence. But I don't believe in coincidence. I believe in divine intervention. And I believe in a spiritual path, and I believe in a spiritual purpose, and that that's different for everybody, and we all get there in our own way. And so for me, listening and paying attention became a way to honor and heal myself and that little girl inside that nobody listened to when I was being hurt and that nobody wanted to hear about when I grew up. And people in my family to this day, at 58 and a half, don't want to hear about it. But today, I know that these things I experienced in my life were, were purposeful. They had to happen for a reason. You know, everything doesn't, isn't, you know, rosy. We, I think we learn and we grow best through diversity, not necessarily happy, rosy warm times. And so if that is true, I should be a fucking genius, but I'm not. Okay. So I'm constantly on this path of paying attention. Okay. What was that? What was that? What was that supposed to mean? Oh, my friend called me and she said something and I was just thinking about that. And you know, the more I use it, the more I tap into it, the more it benefits me and the more I can trust it, which then the more I trust myself. And that is self-love, which I haven't experienced a lot in my life, where it comes a point where there's just you and you. That's it. And how you, how I feel about myself and how I look and view myself uh, on the inside as well as the outside is... Um, you know, so unique and special, but my own healing. That's a journey of my own healing to come to a place of, of um, even forgiveness for myself. Because I don't know if anybody's grew up abused or whatever, but you think it's your fault. You blame yourself. And you think you're bad and you're dirty and you're ugly, but you're not any of those things. You're, you're just hurt. You're just hurt. And so my intuition has helped lead me out of the pain and into the light of who I am to be, more of Pam, and to be okay with that. Because, I, you know, I got a lot of problems, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, and you guys out there know I got a lot of problems, all right? And, you know, I'm not arrived anywhere. I'm still on the journey. So I want to leave you tonight with a quote that I found by... Albert Einstein, who we all know was, you know, the Nobel Prize guy in relativity, whatever. So this is what he says, which I don't even know what that means, the theory of relativity, I don't know. But this is what he said, which I thought was pretty brilliant. 
The only real valuable thing is intuition. There is no logical way to the discovery of these elemental laws. There is only the way of intuition, which is helped by a feeling for the order lying behind the appearance. That's what we're looking for. Thank you. Keep it going for Pam Francis. If you'd like to tell a story like this one, or just enjoy the show, visit tellmemorelive.org. That's tellmemorelive.org, where you'll find a list of upcoming shows, plenty of ways to pitch your story, and our podcast featuring storytellers from previous shows. Until next time, thanks for listening to Tell Me More Live.